You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. Go ahead and read this letter today. It's a very, very... Um, heartfelt letter. We wanted to make sure we were able to get to it. And I'll go ahead and get started. Okay. Dear Ken and Takara. That's us. That's us. I'm, he's Ken. I'm Takara. I am so excited to have met y'all at Woman Evolve. You have no idea how on time this was. Thank you for your openness. I picked up your detox box and book because I was hoping it would help. I know we talked a little there, but I want to give some details. I can honestly say that I keep going back to someone who hurts me over and over again. Mm. He's a quote unquote man of God. And when we first started dating, he said that I was everything he was looking for in a wife. And I have to admit that he had me right there at hello. I jumped full speed into preparing to be his wife and begin to make all of the changes and compromises for us. Mm. We spent all of our time together, began making all sorts of plans for our future. And every one of my friends that met him really loved him. He was amazing. About five months in, I started seeing some changes. I started seeing some changes in the way that he acted towards me. He stopped spending as much time with me saying he's gotten busy. Mm -hmm. It felt like I became sorry. It felt like I came at the end of whatever else he was focused on. And after I felt like I was an afterthought um, or when he had spare time for me. Every time I asked if we were good, he would say, yeah, and tell me that he loved me. But it was still off. Okay, I'm going to hurry this up. One morning, I think it was a Sunday somewhere around 3 a.m., I got a call. Not a text, not an Amber Alert, an actual call. I thought somebody had died. Don't nobody in their right mind unless, sorry, don't nobody in their right mind call like that unless they dead or in jail. But it wasn't. It was a woman. Ooh, 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 okay. A woman who said she'd seen my number in her man's phone and she was trying to figure out if this was what she felt like it was. I asked her who her man was and sure enough, it was the same guy I'm dating. They had been together for three months. So I confronted him about it. He didn't even try to hide it. He was up front and said that he was talking, quote unquote, talking to this woman, but he wouldn't be if not for me. Mm. Like what? <laughs> he said after a few months with me, he noticed things about me that weren't exactly what he'd consider wife material. And this is after he called me his whole wife oh. from jump. When I asked him what he meant, he said, I don't support him enough. I don't give him the attention he needs. And he wasn't sure if I would ever change. Mm -hmm. And because he questioned me, I, he was tempted by other women. 
I know this makes me sound stupid, y'all, but I didn't break up with him. I tried harder to please him. I tried to be what he said I wasn't. I really believed that I, that I wasn't doing enough. It's been two years and he's still saying that I'm not doing enough. And during this time, he's cheated at least two more times. Each time I get mad and say, I'm done and leave. And then he finds his way back either in, sorry, and then he finds his way back in either by guilting or romancing me. Both have their way of working. So that's why I purchased your book. I'm ready for this cycle to be over. I'll start reading, but I wanted to get some of your insight too. Is there something wrong with me? Why can't I let go? Or when I think I do, how does he keep making me feel like he did when we first met? I love him. I admit it, but I don't think he will ever change and give me what I deserve. What do I do? I want to be free, but I keep going back. Okay. Now, here's the thing. The first thing I want to say right now is that within this type of broadcast, within what we do, we always deal with things with compassion yep. and with the whole heart. It's very, very, very important that we understand that anyone can be in this kind of situation. Absolutely. Is something wrong with you? No. Um, but we want to, there's some things that need to be corrected along the way. And we'll jump into that. Um, but first, uh, I think we wanted to kind of. I mean, the hardest thing about this, I think even with what we do um, as people, you know, we're helpers, we're counselors, we connect with people. We deal a lot with women who go through this. And I um, said something, I even said on our Instagram today that. I fight and I go hard when somebody tells me that they're in a situation that they do not want to be in when they're in a situation that somebody keeps hurting them. And I think I go so hard sometimes and you you might even hear it tonight. I'm gonna tell you right now. I think I go so hard sometimes because I have been this woman. I have been in these relationships and I feel like if I can just help you see what I saw then I can help you overcome what I overcame. And it's so much more difficult um, to hear that in my voice sometimes because I'm so strong and I'm so um, gung-ho about it. But it's like, listen, I've been there. I've found the condoms in my man's drawer and we didn't have them. You know what I mean? I've found different letters. I've found emails. I've gotten calls at 3 and 4 a.m. I've had women come to my job. I've had women call my job. Not with Kenyon Martin. No, no. No, no. Long <laughs> before Kenyon Martin. But I've had all these things happen to me. And it wasn't until I am on the floor in the bathroom stall of my workplace crying to the point of being sick to my stomach that I had to look at myself and say, okay, what else am I going to put up with and tolerate before I say enough? Right. And all of us have to get to that point where we say, you know, whether you find yourself on the bathroom floor or you find yourself on your closet floor, everybody has to get to that point where they say it is enough. And so while we're going to address some things and give some great advice tonight, all of us, all of you who are dealing with this, who have dealt with this, who continue to deal with this, know that our hearts are in a place where we want you to see and believe better for yourself, number one. Right, right, right. But also we know that there is nothing that you are that we can compel you to do until you are absolutely ready and i'm telling you right now girl i've been there 
And I will be here when you're ready to walk on out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how how do you deal with this right now? Mm -hmm. Well, you got the book. Why don't you go ahead and read? <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand. I understand. And uh, obviously, Takara understands that it's not going to be an pardon us. Our pit is in the back and he's having a blast. A so, blast. So if you hear him in the background, that's just a partying puppy. Um, so we understand and we understand why we take those steps. And I want to make sure that we understand and that we make it clear. I think Takara says something really awesome in the sense that you have to be ready the altar call is easy yes getting to the front i mean you know you get you get nervous when you feel that that pull out of your seat the altar call is easy it's easy to let the emotions off and let the tears dry right or run and then dry or whatever the case may be it's after you leave the building what are you committed to doing and so that's what's going to be extremely important with yes. you tonight so here's what we're going to do now Obviously, this situation is not, um, I think, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Angela. Angela said, this sounds like a familiar song. Absolutely. Because this is something that, that's the reason why we wanted to bring it up. Because this is not something that is um, uh, just right here. It's, it's not, yeah. a, 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 it's just not this single moment or this single email or this single letter or this single text. This is something that we see often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over and over, over and again. over and over again, right? So, first of all, let's go ahead and set some ground rules. Yes, for for us to for us to for us to address this. <laughs> don't get mad. This is very very important. But don't get mad because you guys know where we come from. You know how we teach. Two rules. Two rules. We're we not going to go too deep into them, but two rules that's going to help keep about seventy percent of y'all. Out of these type situations, then we're going to talk about how we get and into this And the other 30% is going to free some of you right now. <laughs> let's go ahead and touch. You're going to get free right now. Let's go ahead and touch the screen of your phone right now. <laughs> well, it's a touch screen, so it's going to touch your back. Hey. <laughs> Rule number one, you are single until you married or engaged. We include engaged because that is an absolute commitment for the to legitimize the long-term relationship or the marriage if that makes sense yes you are single until you're married dating is the opportunity to assess to see if that person is worthy yes. of your investment and longevity and time yes. during the dating time your your feelings are going to get hurt mm -hmm. um you're going you can, might get lied to you might get used misused abused and promises might be broken but you can never be cheated on simply because this is not a cheated on circumstance right this is somebody else making a an actual decision this is somebody else understanding that they have options while you're trying to act like you don't no wait there this is somebody acting like they have options and exercising everything within their options while making you believe that you don't have any Amen. yourself. Good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you so That's much. That's the that difference. I think the very first thing that happens when we walk into these situations and somebody says, you feel like, or you seem like you could be my wife, they're automatically locking you into a, a mental commitment to say, cool, I'm not going to look nowhere else. 
even if they wandering elsewhere, it locks you in emotionally because they know that's what you needed to hear in order to begin to make an emotional and a mental commitment to whatever came after that. Absolutely. So number one, rule number one, you are single until you're married. Rule number two, you just go ahead and hang your hat on this one as well. Just because someone says they know God does not mean that they are a God sin or they are godly. Come on, church. Plenty of us are present in places that are not present inside us. Many of us do it every day. It's called a job. <laughs> right. And you go there and you and all you're you're looking at the clock for nine to ten hours waiting to leave there. Some of yes. you twelve hours so that you can leave whatever is going on there there. The bottom line is this is that you got you have to test a tree by its fruit you have to watch the behavior you have to watch the character i think i was saying and, and i think i was saying this earlier today we were talking about something totally different okay totally out the blue but and i won't tell you what we were talking about but the idea came to me is that this is the reason why i love like moses yes because moses <laughs> he couldn't talk Moses didn't oh. have a good stage presence. Remember that? Right. Moses Moses didn't have a good presentation. He didn't have nothing but God telling him what to do. And so what Moses had to do, he had to lean as a free man. Right. He had to lean on a slave, someone who was already going to be looked at as lower in order to relay that message to whomever he needed to relay it to the Pharaoh, whatever the case may be. The, God, the, the bottom line is this, mm -hmm. is that you can get overtaken by silver tongues all day long. That's right. There's polished, they're shiny, and they sound and look good. <laughs> and that's the problem. We get committed to silver tongues, but we're not committed to character. Right. So two rules, and then we're going to dive into this. You're not, you're single until you're married. Right. I don't care how long you've been dating. You've been, you're single until you're married. And number two, everybody who say they're of God is not from God. And that that the reason why I say that you, it's very important because we get too many letters of he was a godly man or a godly woman. We get those two. There's there's no differentiation. We get too many. We get too many people describing the person that hurt them by first arguing for their piety oh and that's a problem to me yes ma'am you know why it's a problem because when somebody starts out by defending the person the very person who hurts them yes. when you start off defending them you've already made a case in your mind for why you should allow them to continue to hurt you that's it that's it seriously Seriously. So when you lead with that, that is the reason. And, and it's subconscious. You don't realize it. But guess what? It's because you love them. But you've already made a case for their bad behavior. And you've uh, blanketed it into um, being a man or a woman of God. And they just have flaws. And it comes across as they did this to me. They did this to me. They did this to me. But this is who they are. So I stick on them. Mm. Or I stick to them. Yeah. So. We have that's the reason why we made those two rules. Now, let's move forward because I really want to address this letter. I want everyone to pull in. Many of you have had the situation yes. where you stayed in a bad situation or a bad relationship and couldn't let go. You're not stupid, you're not crazy, mm. and you're not silly. There is Come no on. judgment here. This is a safe place. Right. But just because this is a safe place doesn't mean we're not going to tell you the truth. Those things are not you. You're built for relationship, but I'm going to tell you, utilizing this letter, how, how people get caught 
and into the cycle. Right. And end up getting recycled in the cycle. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So there are four statements in this letter that I was able to pull out. All okay. right. Four statements in this letter that identify the cycle. I'm going to give you the statements mm -hmm. and then I'm going to tell you what part of the cycle or what part of the stage in the cycle it is. Okay. Okay. The first statement is he said I was everything he was looking for. That's number one. Number one. Number two, I jumped full speed mm -hmm. into preparing to being his wife and began to make all the changes and compromises for us. Yes. Okay. Number three, I started seeing some changes in the way he acted towards me. Mm -hmm. And number four, I tried harder. Does that sound familiar? Raise your hand and hear if it sounds familiar to you. He said, I was the one. I jumped dead into it. He started acting funny and I started acting harder. I started loving harder. Yeah. Each one of those statements right. are a stage. Right. The top two stages are all okay stages for any kind of um, creating a bond in yes. a relationship. The for last a naturally two, progressing relationship. Right. The last two stages are the danger stages and a bondage. Yeah. Oh, okay. You better preach. So let me go ahead and I'm going to start and then I'll give these to you. If you like to, you can write it down. Look at Lauren. She just, <laughs> she was like, hand, hand. <laughs> Your phone going to blow up. Lauren <laughs> doing a mind ministry in the phone, like all the hands. Just <laughs> Okay. So here it is. The first stage where she said, he said I was everything he was looking for. That's the stage of acceptance, promise, and hope. Yes. We are attracted, male and female, to being received. Right. Uh, now, we're attracted to other things, too. I mean, they got to be fine. They got to look good. They got to, you know, we, we, know all, head, we know all the... You know, beard, <laughs> sexy lips. Amen. Rabbi we, Shai. we know all the physical traits that we're looking for. Thank you, babe. But, <laughs> but also we are responsive internally responses to being accepted mm. and so statements like that tells us especially you ladies because you look to men to make decisions yes and because you're looking to men to make decisions you're looking to men for that that air or that spark of leadership that right. take charge and so when he says you are the one or i see in you what i'm looking for mm -hmm. you see you feel the acceptance you hear the promise and you operate in the hope. One more time, honey. Just one more time. Just say that. <laughs> you feel the acceptance. Mm -hmm. You hear the promise. Mm -hmm. And you operate or, act, or you're active in a relationship in the hope. Yes. You're looking towards the future. There are nothing in those three words put together that says I quit. There's nothing in those three words put together that says I'm still assessing you. There's nothing in those three words put together that says, you know what? I need to take a step back. There is there is not a no in those three words. Right. OK. Right. And what happens is those three words gets you emotionally gets us emotionally involved and connected where we've already made future decisions from this point right now. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Here's the thing, because I know a lot of us, we, I mean, listen, ladies, we want to be married. We want to be in a committed relationship that leads to marriage. We are not saying that every man who says you have the traits and the characteristics of a wife is out to get you or it's out to, you know, be misleading Absolutely or not. to be dangerous. I told you that. Right. 
I was just ready to say that. Kenyon <laughs> very much so told me that I had the characteristics that he was looking for in a wife. He did not say his wife, but he said initially that he had the characteristic that he was looking for in a wife. From there, though, what began to happen was he began to operate from a place that said he was assessing me to be his wife, to see if I could be his wife. But I also still assessed everything that he did according to his actions, not what he said. And from there, the relationship grew. So if somebody does tell you these things, we're not saying run as fast as you can, ladies. What we're saying is receive the hope, receive the acceptance, but do not operate in that and do not operate in any relationship without first assessing and walking along with that Mm. person for a long period of time to make sure that they are exactly who they say they are. Absolutely. The reason, the first stage is not a problem. The only times it becomes a problem is when you move into that stage prematurely. Right. And that's what usually happens. We move into that stage prematurely. Now that stage leads to the second stage. So we got the first one, acceptance, promise, and hope. The second stage, is investing in molding Mm. so what happens is is we are driven by that acceptance Mm -hmm. we are driven by that promise and we're definitely driven by future hope right so what we begin to do is invest into the relationship yes 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 we begin to invest into them there's nothing wrong with it unless it's done prematurely and so what happens is we continue to invest and to invest and to invest. And here's the thing about human nature. The more you do one thing, the better you get at it. And the more you don't need to think about in order to do it. Hmm. That's called a habit. A habit. So what happens is we end up putting ourselves in a position to make that person a habit. That's not a bad thing when you know that there's longevity longevity in it. And it's not a, it's, 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 it's not a wish. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Takara is a habit. Takara is my biological habit. She is my neurological habit. She's my thought process habit. She's my emotional habit. She's my physical habit. Everything about if something, if something was to happen to her or she was removed from my life, I'd have to grieve because I put so much into investing into yes. her and bonding with her. Again, there's nothing wrong with this stage unless it's done prematurely. The problem is, is when this stage leads to the next or the third stage. Okay, Uh so we got the first two. The third one is when we saw him say or saw her say, I started seeing some changes in the way he acted towards me. That's when bonds become bondage, because what you're looking at is you're and you're looking at um a withdrawn emotional investment. So everything that got you where you wanted to be, the promise, the acceptance, right. the promise, right. and the hope, everything that got you started to invest mm-hmm. is gone. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for it. So, okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to tell you why it's bondage, though. Because the the biggest thing that happens, they start withdrawing their emotional affection. We've seen it. We go through rough spots, right? We go through things with relationships. Something feels kind of off. The reason why this, though, is bondage is because it's actually you can see that person. You can react or reach out to that person. You can connect with that person. But when something feels off, 
I know for me, I'd rather you just like, listen, tell me you're not going to mess with me no more. Tell me this is over with. But it becomes bondage because that person is steadily telling her that everything's fine, but you feel tortured inside because you know something's off. It begins to feel like it's torturing you is why it becomes bondage. Because while you know something's off, Mm-hmm. The investment that you've made previously does not let you do anything but stay right there and hope things change. Absolutely. Carlita said something very, very good here where she said, we have to get to the point where we love ourselves enough to walk away. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what we've been groomed to do in relationships because somebody told us that relationships were supposed to be hard. What we've been groomed to do is stick in long term in relationships where we continuously and repeatedly get hurt over and over again. Even if there is no proof, the number one thing that you should be looking out for is does this relationship hurt me? Are they operating in behavior that does not make me feel good about myself or this relationship? Period. Even if there is no proof, if they're all of a sudden leaving you hanging when they're supposed to be spending time with you, if they're all of a sudden making you feel like you come second or third string to whatever it is that they've got going on, if they begin to make you feel like they only want to spend time with you on off peak days and off peak hours, <laughs> those sort of things. Old school calling plans. Like, you know, that old school nights and weekends plans, you don't get access to those things anymore. Even if there's no proof that there's anything else going on, you have to love yourself enough, like Carlita said, to know that there are certain behaviors that you are no longer going to put up with once it reaches a certain point. And at that point, everything that they do beyond what you say you don't want then rest on you because you're staying there and allowing them to continue to hurt you. So love yourself enough to say, this does not make me feel good. So I'm walking away. Absolutely. And you know, I think that that's our goal after the, after healing, after, after dealing with the healing process, our goal is to teach you to love yourself enough pre, um, before this stuff yes, even exactly. get it together before it's even presented to you okay so we have the third what was it the third stage uh withdrawn emotional investment the last thing is her last statement was i try harder right wait 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 uh-huh something starts feeling off they withdraw emotional affection for me mm-hmm. so i try harder exactly now Here's the thing. You might notice something here. Even though she said a lot about him and what he's done wrong, we're really talking directly to her because she's the one trying to break the cycle. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so the very last thing is what keeps her in the cycle. Mm -hmm. I try harder. Here's the thing. The fourth stage is being emotionally driven to reinvest into what you had at the very beginning. Yes. So what this means is, is that you have the same drive, but that drive is altered. It's twisted. It's it's uh it's perverted in the sense that your drive is still what got you, but it's now what you're chasing after. Your drive. You see what I'm saying? Yes, your drive becomes desperation. Right. 
your drive to um, get into something new and romantic and you're excited about where it's going and what's happening turns into a desperation to either hold on to or get back what you feel like has been lost. And that's what she said. She said he makes things new and that's what keeps you there because you're because of what you're looking for and that um, because of what you're looking for is to regain what yes. you had, not to continue on with what you have. Exactly. The second thing is it changes your investments. You give the same invest in investments, but your investments are twisted as well. What that means is, is that instead of preparing the relationship, now you're chasing the relationship. Mm. You're, you're giving in order to get back where you're going. So now your energy is not going to building, it's going to resurrecting. If that makes sense, oh, absolutely. It, it goes, it goes into um, rebuilding, if you will, and then your habit is twisted. What you used to do all the time, you still do. You just do it for a different reason, right? You do it because you're trying to. I put it this way: your habit now is not connected to being in love or building the relationship, your habit is connected to regaining the relationship. Right. And so that's all you're focused on. Mm -hmm. That's all you're connected to. That's all you're trying to do. As a matter of fact, at the end of the day, whenever things do get back right, you're sitting there waiting for them to get wrong so you can invest in that habit again. Yes. So you're looking for the cycle of familiarity because this is now what you're used to and you're molded in that. Yes. And that's how you get not only into that cycle, but that's how you trade up and get with someone else and still set, um, keep the same cycle, have the same person in a different skin. Hey y'all, Takara here. Are you enjoying this? Are you listening to us in your headphones right now and saying, oh my God, yes, that's me? Well, guess what? The Soul Ties Detox course is now available in the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. When you become a member, you not only get access to the course, but you'll also get the Soul Ties Detox book for free. So you can jump right on in Netflix style and get on your journey to healing from heartbreak to wholeness. There's other stuff in there too, but we just wanted to let you know that if you need some help right now, beginning your journey to healing, the Soul Ties Detox course is available for you. So go ahead, visit thehealthyloveclub.com and join today. That's thehealthyloveclub.com and get in there and start on your journey to freedom. So here's the here's the good news or here's what we want to say to you, because you obviously got the book. We want to let you know that. Again, we talked about bondage, right? Um, we do the whole we do soul ties. We 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 train. We do all those different things. We want you to know that inherently soul ties are, are not wrong in the sense that it's an intimate connection to someone else exactly it's a bond it becomes bondage when it begins hurting you and you can't seem to escape it does yes, that make sense exactly okay so the good news is 
Oh, wait. So, no, uh-huh, just the uh-huh. way Go you ahead, just put it. that, though. Uh-huh. Soul ties are not inherently bad, no matter what people have said. Right. Soul ties are or not. how you've in- been taught. Yeah, or how you've been taught. Soul ties are how we bond to one another. Soul ties become bad when that bond becomes bondage. That's it. That's it there, folks. I think that's the most perfect way I've ever heard you put it. Um, ever so Thank that's you. all no 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 that's fine that's fine that's fine so at least you're not going from cycle to cycle you're just stuck right here in this cycle and and the good news is is that we can get you out or you can learn to get out the right. bad news is which bad news the bad news is and it's for anyone who's there mm-hmm. in order to break the cycle you have to be broken oh yes the reason why is is because the cycle depends on you to per, to perpetuate. Mm. It depends on you to go forward. It depends on what drives you. It depends on your investment, and it depends on your habit. All three of those: what drives you, your investment, and your habit. That all equals one word: addiction. Right. And addictions are very personal. Right. Addictions are very intimate. Addictions are very much part of who we are. Addictions change us. Literally, right. Addictions change our attention span. They change um, our, our our emotions. They change how we act day to day. They change all. They change so much about us. They give us energy when we thought we had no energy. That those late night phone calls or whatnot, right? <laughs> or you know whatever else. I am addicted to Takara. She's a part of me, and a very intimate. And and connective way, right? To break that will break me, and, and that's why when people keep saying, "Oh my gosh, I keep going back. I can't seem to stay away. I keep going back there." It's not because you're stupid. It's not because you're dumb. It's not because you're crazy. It's because there is something literally chemically inside of you that is pushing you back to them. Your body doesn't want to feel that pain. Your mind, your heart does not want to feel that pain. And so what you begin to do is find any way to stop that pain. Some people have gone on and found other relationships while others go back to that same old toxic habit of a relationship because all they wanted to do was stop hurting. The focus is when the focus becomes the pain, we're only looking for cover. We're only looking for a topical ointment. We're not looking to um, cleanse the wound. We're not looking for healing. We're looking to stop it. And there has been, I can't tell you how many times someone said, but stop this now. I want this over now. Wait. I want it. Uh huh. No, you said. No, no, no. Go ahead. When the focus becomes the pain, the the um, your only goal is to stop the hurting, mm-hmm. and so we get something that's topical. We give ourselves a painkiller. What happens though after the painkiller wears off? You begin to feel that pain over and over again. So what do you have to keep doing? Taking more and more painkillers in order to avoid feeling that pain. Where are you going with this, Takara? I'm going to tell you right now. So when we break a toxic relationship, when we walk away from a toxic relationship, our body, our mind, our heart, everything chemically inside us tells us that we don't want to feel this pain anymore. You need to find a way to stop the pain. A lot of times our exes will come back into our lives and make us feel good over and over again and make us feel just like they did when they first started dating us. They know what to do. You know what that is? That is your painkiller. 
And then once they feel like they have you right back where you were before, where you were letting them mistreat you, you were letting them not call you on nights and weekends, you were letting them um, go ahead and have these other uh, people in their phones that wasn't you, then they begin to start the pain over and again and you begin to feel that pain over again until no matter where you are inside or outside the relationship there's some level of pain but at least when you're here with them you know what that pain feels like you can predict the movements of that pain you can tell exactly where that pain is going go so, ahead so, so so it's the are you saying it's like the familiarity of pain it's like, the familiarity. like oh my hip hurts so it must go rain let me go ahead and prepare for that rain yes exactly exactly and so somebody says yes walking away is like withdrawing from a drug that's exactly what it feels like because your body is telling you that i don't want to hurt like this and so you stay for that known hell to avoid having to feel the pain to get to that unknown heaven right everybody want to go to heaven nobody wants to die yes but sometimes we got to go we we have to die from this there's mm-hmm. a brokenness that must be gone through and so the idea is that we appreciate getting the book to help drive you through that program. absolutely we help we appreciate that but we've talked to too many people who are actually this way yeah, we've we've talked to too many people who started the process and stopped because of the pain. Because this is not easy. It's not. This, this is not motivational, inspirational, or entertaining you to the next level or to your next season or whatever the case may be. This is this is about direct. This is about getting it out and getting on with your life. Absolutely. And creating the borders that you need to create in order to be healthy. It's about getting healed, getting healed, becoming a healthy person so that you can obtain a healthy relationship. That's right. That's exactly what it's about. And so what we did, and a lot of people don't know this because we've been working on this for a, for a while now. Yes. What we did, well, we we listened to the people who were really loving the product or whatever the case may be, the book, the book, the book. And so what we decided to do for you, young lady, and for anybody else who's interested, um, because we understand this pain and because we have an insight from from a personal experience as well as an insight through all the other stuff, what we decided to do was create a course. Now, it's only three times a year? Three times a year we do it, yes. We can only do it three times a year. It's, It's too much to do. On a on a consistent basis, we only do it three times a year. Yeah, and we create a course where we utilize our resources to walk with you through the process. Right, walk with you through the program. Sometimes you need an opportunity to have someone to continue to validate you, to continue to urge you forward, to continue to uplift you, and and just that that person that you uh, admire, respect, someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I think- You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So what we've done, um, the book, if you have not um, learned more about the book, go to thesoultiesdetox.com. There's a link there that will tell you more about the book. But what we've done is we've created a step-by-step process, and it's all in the book. You can buy the book now on amazon.com or anywhere books are sold. But it's a step-by-step process that walks you from your heart break all the way into your season of wholeness and we do that through very intentional step-by-step 
and weeks, intense. intentional yes. and intense weeks. And we walk you step by step through everything that you need to do in order to not just get over them, but we want to help you create new habits, new things to be able to um, move forward into a healthy relationship. And so the book is available, but what we found is that everybody that we've walked through the program with, everyone that has sat in with us during one of our quarterly classes has actually had much more success because there was accountability there, there was community there, and there was a sense of camaraderie of people that tell you that, hey, you're not in this alone. And so here's what you do, just to answer the question directly, get committed. Get to committed to yourself. Carlita said, love yourself enough. Get committed. Yes. You have to make the decision for yourself. We did not spend any time trying to decipher this guy. We we could have psychologically. Yeah. We didn't spend any time trying to give you the code to why he acts the way he acts. We get right. those questions all the time. And a lot of times I entertain them. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we didn't give you the code to figure out why he is where he is because you have to begin to make a choice to be where you want to be. Yes. You have to make period. a choice to be um, who you want to be and to be how you want to be. And sometimes it's going to take you not having what you thought you're supposed to have. So you got to be committed, so committed to your success that losses don't matter, that losses are gains. Exactly. That what you leave behind you is what propels you in front of you, if that makes sense. You have to be that committed. You have to be looking forward to success. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, if you're on iTunes, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review and share your favorite episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered. Do you have questions that you want us to answer? Just visit relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.